Alright. Alright, my check, my check. Motor Masters Podcast. I was main, of course. Got a special guest across me, man. Mr. Wayne Fryer himself. How you doing, man? What's up, man? What's good? Long time no see, man. Long time minute. no see. In a minute. So uh for anybody that don't know, uh my first ever guest on one of the masters um, on camera was you. It was uh 2020, I think January of 2020, right before COVID. Yep. Um back then I didn't have a uh I had a camera guy, so Slim was my camera guy at the time. He was trying to push me to do that, and you were the first one. I remember, we had a, um, we was in the old studio, uh, wood table, <laughs> bought some liquor. <laughs> I was oh, talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came with the party favors. <laughs> yeah, man, you'd, uh, you, you you didn't have a kid yet. Like it was life was different back then. Much COVID different. hadn't hit yet, you know. <laughs> uh, that was the last. That was the last time we knew America as we knew it, or life as we knew it, rather. Oh, so just kind of nostalgic in that sense. Uh, but but how you been? How you been doing since then, man? I've been good, man. Been uh, really pushing out a lot of creative. I've been in my content bag. So if anybody follows me on Instagram, see I've been making a lot of reels and just uh, creative content. Just a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Kind of trying to show people uh, my my process of how I work. Because a lot of people ask like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. So I figured you know maybe I just make some content out of it and it kind of blew into just now I'm just doing it all the time. I got a, I get a lot of ideas and I just try to push out as much content as I can. Yeah, man, and, and, and it's dope. And I guess for me, and people like me that, that have known you for a long time, it's dope to see that that uh, progression, you know, um, from even 06, 07, 08. You're talking about, <laughs> seems so long now, right? <laughs> to 2024. 20, <laughs> um, but just to give a, a quick synopsis for any new followers, new listeners, people that don't know you that or that didn't see the last one, um, I want to do a, a quick one. I ain't trying to go in too deep about it, but um, you're not you're not you're not born and raised here. No. All right. So um, just tell me a little bit about your background before we get into some other questions about fashion and stuff like that. Uh, originally from New York, I'm from Queens. Uh, came down here. <laughs> Queens. Oh man. <laughs> nah, nah, not Queensbridge. But no, I know it's Queens. It's not. It's not Brooklyn. It's, it's not. It's not a big deal. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. But no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Queens, uh, moved down here, I want to say ninth grade, ninth grade I came down here, maybe eighth grade, I can't even remember, I'm so old now. <laughs> I, well, it's funny, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a year ahead of you, so I don't know when you came. I know when, I, when I came down, you was right I, I did go to Butler though, so yeah, yeah. You know, I, graduated, I did my all four years at Butler, so um, uh, and my whole time at Butler, I was always the outcast and, he, you know, the kind of, <laughs> that's when Kanye was really... On his backpacking wave and, you know, flip polos and button-ups and with cufflinks. Yeah. And that kind of was, that was my thing. I kind of adapted that, kind of made a made a name for myself with that. And then uh, I decided that I wanted to make clothes. Uh, I didn't know yeah. what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. Um, I was, that was the, the BBC era. So I was wearing a lot of BAPE at the time and I was really into like BAPE. I was on forums and stuff like that. Um... If you know, you know. Um, so <laughs> after that, I figured out, you know, how to do screen printing. And I figured out about heat transfers and stuff like that. And I figured out uh, getting some T-shirts made. And I started selling them. Went kind of crazy. And I, that started my first brand, which was Teenage Trendsetters Clothing. I remember um, that. I remember really that. didn't think about that name. I was just really just on some trendsetting type things. So I just adapted that name. And then I kind of moved on and moved on to something uh, that would that would fit me more and would would last longer. Sorry, 
Um, and that's when I came with Reckless Rebel. It was Reckless Rebels, actually, with an S. And I, I made started making more cut and sewn pieces. I started really figuring out how to how to construct garments and make line sheets and tech packs instead of just like printing t-shirts and things like that. So, um, and I've just been going hard ever since then. Yeah, I remember um, I actually had a um, Reckless Rebel shirt, so. Um, yeah, I always I always uh, support it, but I always like that you uh, always kept moving on to something different, like just progression, changing. Um, but to go back to what you said about um, high school, and I know you mentioned the Kanye and all the stuff he was doing, and then like you being outcast, uh, based just based upon like fashion, how you dress, a hairstyle, stuff like that. I didn't look at it like you know necessarily Kanye. I mean, of course, I, I kind of it was synonymous with that because to me. At the time when you setting some apart, like rapper wise, Kanye was set apart from rapper because he dressed different, right? Yeah. So I think um, you were set apart in in school because you dressed different. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I look at it like a somewhat like courageous, because like who was coming to school with a mohawk? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't like a thing, and then you came to school with a mohawk, and people joked on you, but then two weeks later, niggas got mohawks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? saying? So it it was kind of like I I just I always look at uh, creators or people that's in fashion as. Courageous to start something because you don't know if it's going to hit or miss. You're just doing it, mm-hmm. and you, you you subject yourself to ridicule and, and, and jokes. But then people be like, I don't know, that's kind of fire. I kind of I kind of want to try that. You know, yeah. I ain't get a mohawk. I'm just I seen people do it afterwards. Yeah, and and the thing about that is fashion is what really started my creative journey. Um, and and even before fashion, I I, I thought I was going to be an architect. I thought I was going to design homes and create homes, and that didn't fall through. So I've always been sort of creative and wanted to design. But fashion really got me into the creative world as far as branding and marketing and creating logos and, you know, things like that. Because uh, making those those designs pushed me to wanting to make designs for other people. Mm. And then that went into, okay, uh, we need flyers. Okay, we need logos. And I had to teach myself how to, like, how to build brands from scratch, how to, how to create companies that were non-existent, you know, just people. I had to figure out how to turn people's ideas into a reality and, and, you know, and, and do it. So do it in a creative fashion. So yeah. that, but fashion is, is my first love is always going to be there. I'm always going to be into it. I'm always going to follow it in some form, um, in some, in some way. But, um, I always love my fashion clients cause that's like the backbone of my career. So I can really like, I can really dial in and help people with that. So a lot of people who got clothing lines that come to me, those be like those be my favorite projects. Yeah, favorite. <laughs> and I, I know you're from from fashion and design, so like I don't know the difference. I'm asking you questions. I don't know the difference between your stuff. You know, I just know what I see, right? But I, I look at you as uh, someone who is well versed in, in a lot of these uh, questions I'm gonna ask. But fashion designer, like, is is it a mixture? Is it two different things? Can you can you be in fashion and not be designer? Can you be a designer and not necessarily be in fashion? Yeah. Um. So uh, I mean, a fashion designer could be someone who comes up with the, who, who designs the tech packs, which is what you send to the manufacturer to get done. Like, we'll use this hoodie, for example, it's a few different panels on this hoodie, a few different patterns, which is all cut separately, and then they place them together. So they have pattern makers, they have people who do line sheets and tech packs, I also do those. Then you have the people who just kind of conceptualize ideas, like kind of like what Pharrell is doing right now with Louis Vuitton. Um, I don't think he's in there sewing pieces together, but he's telling other designers, hey, this is what I kind of want this to look like. This is what I want this to look like. He's probably bringing archive pieces from previous seasons mm-hmm. and bringing them in the room like, hey, let's let's rework this. Let's rework that. So 
a fashion designer, you, you, you can have a lot of hats. And like I, like I said, I, I call myself a multidisciplinary designer because I've also done uh, art, which is like on, on cam- canvas work, um, digital art, which is the main thing I do, uh, like graphic design, flyers, posters, uh, prints, things like that. So it's, a, it's just a mixture. So uh, if you, you could, I guess... Anybody could be a fashion designer, but okay. you wear a lot of hats. You know, gotcha. just but but just designing, you 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 can you can you can design. You can be the person that make the pattern. You can be the person that put the line sheet together. Even manufacturers are in design because they kind of have to know how to construct these garments as well. So, I mean, I think fashion design—it's a very broad uh, job, and a lot of people think it's just the person that. Souls, or just the person yeah. that designs, or just the person that—it's—it's it's just a combination, combination of all of that. So, but I mean, you being somebody who—I um, don't know if you would consider yourself having a clothing brand now, or is that? But you do you have a clothing brand now? Or I yeah, know I, I still have Reckless Rebel. I just okay. kind of—I don't—I don't put it on like a, a a fashion brand schedule, which would like a spring summer drop or a fall winter drop. I just kind of make pieces and kind of just drop them. When I get ready to it, when I feel like it, when I want the world to see it, I just, I push, I move towards that because I have my hand in other creative endeavors too. But um, just the fashion game now is just kind of rinse and repeat. A lot of people have a lot of the same things. And I, at one point I was kind of falling out of love with it um, and I kind of brought myself back. But this is the way I kind of want to do it now. I don't want to, because I was pushing myself in the past to kind of, oh, I need to make a spring summer drop. I need to make a fall winter drop. And it was really just kind of like stressing me. So, um, and I, like I said, I have other creative endeavors as well. So this way I can kind of still put clothes out. Cause people always ask me about clothes. Yeah. I can still put clothes out, but I can put out what I want to put out and not, you know, not something that needs to be on some sort of schedule. Well, you said something I want to, I want to skip over. Um, you said, uh, that, you know, you fell out of love with it, but you kind of brought yourself back. I mean, you was talking off camera for a little minute and I was telling you how, you know, Right now, it's like uh, even in podcasting, for example, um, sometimes it's tough to want to create or get yourself in that creative space because you feel like you're doing rinse and repeat. You feel like you're doing this at the same topic, like damn, man versus women again, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or, or you got people just uh, overdoing the same subjects. Yeah. So in your in your line of work, your field, or just as a creative, like um, where do you find inspiration at? Um, or where did you find inspiration to bring yourself back to it? Honestly, I find inspiration in other creators. I, I got a lot of creative friends um, that I follow on, on Instagram or that I'm in contact with just from previous, you know, meeting previously. And to see, like, the, the new stuff that they're doing <clears throat> and also some new things that I see I, 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 on Instagram or TikTok and things like that, I do kind of get inspired because I, I see it coming, kind of coming back towards what it was in the beginning. <clears throat> and... It took a while to get there, but it's a it's a handful of creatives out there keeping the, the flame lit. You get what I'm saying? So that's generally who I gravitate towards because I'm trying to keep that flame lit instead of um, you know, overpowering it with with just generic designs or generic things. And, you know, a lot of us kind of I seen I seen the most money I ever seen doing fashion. Um, just, you know, either working in fashion or doing some sort of drop. Um, and I'm not saying that to be like, oh, it's going to make me rich, but it's, it's brought me a lot of joy. It's brought me a lot of happiness. So, um, and I know that that's what I want to do. You know, yeah. for the, I know that this was my purpose to be a creative. So, I mean, if I can't do that, then I don't know what I would be doing, honestly. So <laughs> I think that's kind of what really keeps me going. Uh, 
I don't really got no nothing nothing else planned, you know. So I think that's really like what I was put here to do. So I, I'm gonna do it every day until I'm not here no more. You, you mentioned like uh, you know branding and making logos for people. So like, how do you um how do you approach making logos or it is per, I, mean, I would say it's personal because somebody's coming. You're saying, hey, for I'm trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe the brand ain't get, and maybe their business haven't uh, started yet. They just want to get their stuff in order before they launch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, I want you to make my logo. Or, hey, I want you to help with some branding. So, like, <clears throat> how do you approach that? How do you how do you get into that without even it not, it not being birthed yet? So when I when I first started, uh, I would just kind of just tell people, hey, just give me an idea of what you want, and I'll make it for you. I was making logos kind of like on the fly. Um, but now I've learned how to create a brand from scratch and kind of figure out, like, target markets and things like that. So I've, I've built a process, a streamlined process that I share with my clients. Once you book with me, you book a consultation. The consultation includes a brand uh, questionnaire, and it asks you the name of your brand, the target you're trying to reach, what does it mean to you, uh, what is what do you want it to mean to the world? Uh, questions like the colors that may be involved. Do you want a mascot? Do you want a typeface logo, which would be text or f- just a font? Um, and that really helps me figure out how to attack the project as far as whatever industry, if it's in the restaurant industry, if it's in the fashion industry, if it's in the real estate industry. I need, I think, I don't know how I ever operated without using these, these this questionnaire yeah. because it really helped, um, it really helps with, visualizing a person's idea because a lot of people are visual but they don't know how to make it visual which is why they come to you know graphic designers to make their idea visible and show it their way so I need to get as much information out of your head and on the paper or on the brief that I can so I can understand where you're trying to go with this what are you trying to do with this what where you trying to take this company things like that so um but I think that that process helps a lot and it helps streamline where I'm not just looking up some logos online and copy. Because back in the day, I would just look at like similar <laughs> logos and kind of just make, you know, different variations. And and you may see logos that are just alike in, in certain places. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if it was done by professional designers, it's, it's a whole lot of differences that you may not be able to tell. But that's what goes into branding. So now a lot of people hit me like, hey, I need a logo. And I always tell people I do branding projects. I don't do just logos because... If I'm gonna do your your logo for you, then it's gonna include it's gonna include everything involved with the brand, <clears throat> figuring out everything about your brand. If we need to do patterns, we need to make see how it's gonna look on mock-ups, see how it's gonna look in the real world, so we can kind of visualize this before we put it out and you put it out to the world, so you can have as much success as you, you know, the the, the best success you can with this brand or this company. So, because you don't want to rebrand, a rebrand costs so much, uh, it's so expensive. Uh, if you look up any big companies who did rebrands, cost a lot of money. So yeah. you want to get it right the first time because once someone sees that brand and they correlate it with you, it's no turning back. It's hard to if McDonald's came out with uh with blue with with blue arches, you probably would stop and be like, "What is going on? Like, what happened?" Because yeah, you're so used to the golden arch. So that that that's the same thing. Um, we our brains register brands like that, and so once people start correlating a brand with you or associating a brand with you and they know that that's your brand, a rebrand would be the worst thing that you do. So you want to avoid that at all costs. I'm going to just give you kudos real quick. Let me my clap button real quick. Oh, hold on. My clap button real quick. Because, uh, I'm 
asking you questions and you answering some other questions. I'm just not. I'm just knocking it <laughs> off. You know, I ain't got to ask you A, B, C, D. I could just yeah, ask yeah. you one and you kind of answer everything in that realm. That's good. Yeah. Everybody don't do that. Bro. <laughs> you Appreciate be amazed. That. <laughs> I was Mine's been three years since I did one of these too. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's 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 since you did, you did a good one, but I can get into that. So look, what about fashion, like city versus city, right? So when I when I mean when I mean when I say that, like, so. You, you in the fashion world, like you know, you watch, you know more than me, of course. Um, the fashion trend, so so to speak, in LA might be different from what's in Atlanta, maybe mm-hmm. different from what's in New York, um, what's in America might be different from what's uh, uh, in the international, right? <coughs> like you, you or y'all, y'all creatives that's in the fashion. Like, how how do y'all be knowing like, what's the next thing? Like how do y'all know like oh this is it? This is the fashion statement for this year. I don't know until I be seeing people talk about it on YouTube. But I didn't, it's like maybe three months late. So I don't be knowing. But how do y'all know this stuff? Honestly, <clears throat> everything is circled around the, the internet these days. Um, you know, I, I don't really, I used to read like the blogs and I used to be on Hypebeast a lot, which is, another, is a, 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 a well-known streetwear blog, if anyone knows. Um, but now it's kind of like, the, you can you have everything at your disposal on the internet. I can get on Instagram and see like, what's you can, you can kind of picture what's going down, to, you know, what's about to be popping what's dying down and what's kind of, you know, and even these companies are now paying influencers so much money to just wear their items just to show like, okay, this is the next big thing. Yeah. It's the, the, the influencers and the internet is what's really pushing purple jeans and people keeping the tags on their purple jeans. I don't understand that. I don't know why that's been a thing, but you get online and you see everybody wearing purple jeans. They have tags on them because Someone online is doing it, you know. So yeah, but I that see. that <laughs> I'm so disconnected. I don't know what purple jeans yeah, are. I'm, see, thinking, I'm that, thinking about the color. I, I'm pretty and, sure and it's I not even, that, right? And I don't even wear those jeans, but I see them a lot. I see them out. I see them online. I see them, you know, even like things like a Miri. You know, people are saying, "Oh, we don't wear a Miri no more." Little I heard, ba- Dr- I heard Drake say it, that. Yeah, little baby said it, and I just haven't seen any of Miri ever since he said that. <laughs> I'm just like, he made y'all stop wearing uh, eighteen hundred dollar jeans. <laughs> Thousand dollar jeans. He just made y'all stop wearing them in y'all closet. So would, would that be the equivalent of, like, of an influence saying, "Hey, we ain't exactly. doing that anymore." So that's it. Exactly. So I, I know back in the well, I guess the baby, little baby would be an artist, but like artists did that. So like I remember Hope had that song. We off that. So like he was like, "How wearing yeah. Tim's is all like, whoa? Yeah. How we not gonna wear Tim's no more? You know, so that's yeah. crazy." But then niggas were wearing Tim's for years. Like yeah. I don't know. Or when he said he don't wear jerseys no more, then people start wearing jerseys. Wearing they got, he got a big influence, you know. And people online have now it's. People online that have influences like that on, you know, what people do. And I'm not I'm not even going to sit here and act like I've never seen, like, an influence online with something and be like, oh, what is that? That You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I do that, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in stuff like that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never seen that or done that. And um, so I think I think influencers, rappers still kind of have, you know, a, a big portion Certain of that ones, as yeah. well. Musicians still do. Because, I mean, you know, we see our favorite rapper, and people kind of want to, you know, kind of want to wear what this yeah. person has on. Or, you know, same thing with like a watch. Like, oh, what kind of what? You know, people getting into watches and things like that. So I think it's just, you know, it's just the desire to have certain things. Some people have, you know, see things and have the desire to, you know, want certain things and kind of that's how these brands are really just pushing that. Well, you said something earlier and I didn't want to cut you off. So I want to say it now and I, I want to give you time to, to really dive into it now. So you was mentioning, I don't know if you mentioned your sweater now. You said it's different textures on it or something like that. No, no, uh, different patterns. So like, it is different. So it's that's different not, pieces. That's not a too. regular sweater. No, it's a regular hoodie. But even the one you got on is a regular hoodie. But it's different patterns to it. Okay. They put all of them together to construct 
one, you know, this gotcha, one gotcha. piece. Because once you said that, I don't know, your hoodie just thought. Yeah, it's like, like a front panel. Different. This is a panel. Sleeves is one. Sometimes you may get the, you know, these are all separate pieces. And they put them okay. all together and sew them together. And that's how they construct this garment. But it goes all the way down to the person who actually designed the hoodie. They'll let you know, oh, this pocket needs to be 20-something inches on a large, but take it down two inches on a medium. Take it down two inches on a small. So that's how you get your different sizes. Okay. So that's how they that's how they construct the, the that's garments. Dope. That's dope to know. Like I said, you, you know this stuff more than I know. But when you <laughs> say it now, I'm thinking like, damn, that, that, a lot do go into just a, a hoodie. So a lot of times people say they got a clothing brand or... And I'm not saying they don't. I'm not, I don't want to discredit nobody, but it seemed like a lot more going to it than just putting something on front of a piece of clothing and saying this is yeah. a clothing. It's, brand, a, it's right? a lot of it's a lot of like back end work. It's a lot of not forward facing work. You know, a lot of people think that people just out here pressing shirts. Which I mean, starting out, I press shirts, but then I figured out how to you know do a screen print. I figured out cutting sewn. So it's a lot of like back back end. You know, on the on the on the side that people don't really see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of people just be like, oh, he just, you know, he's charging $100 for this T-shirt, but you don't even know. He probably sourced that fabric from, you know, somewhere. He probably got good fabric. You know, it's probably a good GSM rating. It's probably a heavy T-shirt. You get what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that goes into, you know, pricing. And then you want to make sure if you put in, you know, you don't want to put $50 into a shirt and then charge $50 for it because you're not making no money off of it. True. You true. know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... The goal is to make money, you know, off of people. But I mean, let's just be. I mean, it's America. You know, let's just be. It's America. Right? I'm not so. <laughs> putting money into something that I don't see no return in. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's something for leisure, you know. Yeah. But I don't have money to just play like that. So, um, but and, I was, and I we got another fashion designer in here that can attest to all of that too, as well. Just you know, uh, dealing with trying to price, you know, good price points for certain, you know. So especially now because the internet people. People sell more on the internet now. Yeah. So your target market is way larger than if I'm selling in a store locally. You know what I'm saying? It's kind yeah. of, I'm reaching more people online. So, you know, it may be cool to have a $60 T-shirt here, but somewhere else they might be like $60 for a T-shirt. That's crazy. So you kind of got to figure out your sweet spot. And that all all goes into building your brand too because people will, people will pay for quality and people will pay for a brand that they trust. All right, see, see, you're going too far. You're going through some questions. <laughs> I, I, you, I didn't get there yet. So quality, I want, I want, I want to get there. <laughs> I knew I, it was coming. I, I got those like I got quality and price right underneath. All right, them. go so, ahead, go ahead. Quality, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think of quality, what what comes to mind for you when you designing, um, whether it's garments, t-shirts, or just giving workout, whether it's branding or somebody logo, whatever you're doing. Like when you when you think of quality, what what all goes into that for you? I'm gonna just I'm gonna give you one word for that. That'll, that'll sum that up. Um, timeless. Something that's that's that can be dope today and 10 years from now still be dope. Mm -hmm. And whether that be clothes, a print, a painting, a shoe design, hat, whatever. I've been wearing... This is a hat from a, ooh, a couple years ago from my brand. And I, it took me a lot to kind of figure it out and figure out the, the best, you know, possible outcome. And I think I found it because I've been wearing this hat ever since. And I have a few more, but these are some of my favorites. But that's what I mean by, like, quality. Like, it still looks like... It looks like, to be in good condition. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and I, I, so timeless would be the word for that for me. Something that can... How, how much would a hat like that run somebody? I, these were going for $50. Oh, that's it? That's, yeah, that's, these that's, were going for $50. Okay. That's good for a hat. Okay, yeah, I could do that. 
I mean, you know, I'm, I'm t- can I tell you what the streets be saying though? I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm just because you're my what man. The streets be saying <laughs> you saying your prices is crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm just I'm keeping a hundred with you. What whoever, listen, whatever I block they though. on, they need to stay on that block because <laughs> they don't need to be on my block if they thinking that. <laughs> but I mean, they don't know. They may not know. You know, hopefully they watch this and they understand why you know my price point is where it's at and and why these things cost. How much they cost. But I know you mentioned a little bit, but like what goes into your pricing? And you can give me a, a difference. So you're the hat. Okay, I, I get it. It took a lot. So you that's what we'll go into that. Um, but you got shirts, you sell shirts. I tried I bought I, a shirt from you last year. I ain't gonna pick it up. I know, but my bad. I, I, I should have brought I it today too. That's all good. I, I ain't gonna had it. I ain't wanna I ain't wanna sour. I ain't gonna have it no more. But nah. <laughs> um, yeah, but but even those, like so you mentioned you said that you know you gotta figure your price point out because price point out because of online and different countries and places might the price point might be different, but I I don't know I guess me not being a designer I'm thinking well you just set a price because whatever and, mm-hmm. but then you also make it limited so like what what goes into pricing and then what well, then give me like the idea behind oh limited edition though like okay so the pricing I I'll be honest my pricing now is kind of because I'm still like in that in between space of is it a brand? Well, it's, it is a brand, but I'm still in that in-between space of, you know, am I dropping more frequently? Am I dropping less? So, um, but back then, I would at least try to make a 30% profit on each shirt. Uh, that was like my sweet spot. Sometimes I would do like 25%. If it was like a hoodie or something that costed a little bit more, where I couldn't really make the price too much because it wouldn't it'd be just too crazy. Um, but now, I just kind of... I, I honestly, as long as I break even on on what I put into it with the shirts these days and, and whatever else I make, I'm kind of cool with it um, because I know that it's going to do well. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, and I'm not trying to get rich off anybody. I just kind of want to... It's more so me wanting to put product out at the best possible price, the best quality that I can. Um, I'm just... I just kind of want to have... Pro- I want to put product out because I got a lot of ideas that I need to get out. So at this age, at this day and age... In my current state, I kind of just put it put out stuff, and as long as I break even, I'm I'm pretty cool. But even if I don't break even, I'm still pretty happy, and I just move on to the next, you know. But the the limited thing, I do that, you know, supply and demand. Mm. Every time I see somebody out, somebody talking about clothes to me, they want that new Reckless Rebel. They want, you know, if I'm wearing something that they something Reckless Rebel that they never never seen, they always like, oh. I, I just dropped a shirt, actually. Um, it, I seen that. They said the land of opportunity ran by opportunists. I had that shirt for probably two years, uh, a couple different variations of it. And I wore it a few times. A lot of people were saying, like, hey. And that was something that was, like, kind of just, like, testing the waters. Um, yeah. And I didn't think people would really, like, really mess with it. I thought it was a little controversial. Because I'm, you know, but that was my opinion. You know, I didn't want to kind of just paste it everywhere and be <laughs> yeah. trying to put that on everybody. But when I when people started seeing it, I was like, whoa, like maybe I probably should. And I'm like, you know, perfect time in the beginning of the year. I'm trying to really put more product out anyway. So I dropped it. And, um, you know, it did, like I said, it did well. A lot of my, most of my stuff do well. Um, like I said, I usually break even at least. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm in it now. I'm in it to create, man. I just want to create. I'd do this for free. If I had the resources, yeah. I probably could do this for free if I had the resources. Um, and I think that's what keeps me really. I think that's another thing that really keeps me motivated um, to keep on doing this because I'd do it for free if I could. I think that would set a lot of uh, creators apart from others too. Um, 
why, why, why are you in it? Why are you doing it? And I think sometimes when people are not getting the results that they in it for, uh, it, it shows in their work sometimes. And then they, they crash out, they go crazy on social media, they dissing, they, they, they people and all that type stuff, you know what I'm saying? And Crazy. For, for me, like, I'm the same way. I would do this if I wasn't making no money. Just I like to doing it. Yeah. And you, and like I said, you can tell because that separate the people that's doing it just because yeah. that's what they it's in their it's in their heart to do it, and people that's doing it with some kind of th- something in return that maybe they had like a, a, a too high of a goal, too high of a of a return they were supposed to get, or maybe they ain't putting in the work that they think they putting mm-hmm. in. So we talking to you like you know 06, 07, 08. You talking about progression. Yeah. Talking about. Uh, a, a different different branding, learning different things, going from copy pasting kind of logos, fixing, turn around to now I'm building brands. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little different. It's a lot, but that's a decade worth, over a decade worth of work, almost two decades worth of yeah. work. You know what I'm saying? So, but then somebody will see you, and you you talking about how you know I, I put this shirt out, it, it, limited edition, I sold out, or you know it did well, and somebody will see you, and we just talk about all this work you done did, right? And they'll say, well. It's because he's popular, and that is the craziest. And that's, it, 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 to me, is no more disrespectful thing somebody can say to me than that when yeah. you're talking about over a decade worth of I'm work. Talking about work that I put in because I put work in. You know, you know I don't want to sit here and just be acting like. And not that you're not popular, you know, but you might be popular because of the work you put yeah. in. Like, but duh, I mean, it's gonna it's synonymous with your like fashion design is synonymous with your name. Yeah, synonymous. So that's that, what people you built that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You built that on your own, but yeah. somebody would literally try to. Just take that from you by saying, oh, it's because this. That's why. Yeah. I, I've been doing this since I was like 15 years old, 16 years old. I'm 33 now. More than half your life, bro. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So I've really been putting the work in. You know, I've never I've never gave nobody my ass to kiss. I've never been, you know, rude to anybody about it. I've never, you know, went crazy on nobody about it. I've never, you know what I'm saying, told nobody to say this or that about me. So when I do hear, like, things like, oh, he's popular, I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything because I'm not popular. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that one. You gotta relax. I don't think I'm popular. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> I'm popular. Hey, look, on the podcast, we keep it a buck on the podcast. Am I, I popular? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you being humble, like, chill out, man. Come on. Oh, Boy, man. You, you, you popular, let, bro. Let like, the work don't go unnoticed, though. Let's not let the work go unnoticed. That's the most important thing to me because I pride myself on working hard and putting, you know. Well, that's, and that's, that's, but. I'm the same way, I, and I get it. Like I, I, I mean, he he'll tell you, because we talk about it sometimes on Twitter. Obviously, we said the same thing, bro. Like it's, I don't know what else you could do. Like people just when they don't when they don't work hard, <laughs> they gotta blame they gotta blame somebody. They don't want to look reason, in the mirror. It, it can't be them. They don't want to look in the mirror. I've even had times in my life where I had to look in the mirror. Like yo, are you really doing what you need to do? Everybody, everybody had a time like that where they kind of fell off, and you know, you might sometimes it may be a rough week. You know what I'm saying? You may. You may not put out as much as you've been putting out. It may be a slow week for you. It may be, you know what I'm saying? You may be dealing with some stuff. Because I still got, you know, we still got personal things that we got to deal with. We still got, you know, our lives to live. We still got, you know, jobs. And we still got things that we got to do. Yeah. You know, we got to show up for people. So a lot of that, that's really stressful. And we spoke about this off camera. It's the convincing everyone that's, you know, that's rooting for you. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is going to pay off. Like, only you know you when, when you when you really passionate about something you know it's gonna work out for you you know like you got that feeling like and I pray everybody get a chance to feel that because it's a good feeling but on the flip side when that happens you have to you have to be ready because there's gonna be some people that's gonna be like 
hey man, I don't know. This might this might not work. This this might you know what I'm saying? This might not work. I've been doing this since I was 15, like I said. I probably was supposed to be super famous and rich how long ago, but I'm not in it for that. Yeah. That's not why I'm in it. You know what I'm saying? We also talked off off camera though about the fact that you know, what's, what's success to one person may not be success to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So rich and famous may have been somebody else's outlook to where you're supposed to be. Exactly. You may have never wanted to be there. You wanted to just be happy and do do what you're doing. Like yeah, you said, you started wanting to make homes. People probably know that. They probably think you always want to be a fashion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. something you talk about when you're 15, 16. You don't yeah. talk like that. I'm yeah. the architect. Why yeah. really say that? Yeah. So they seeing, they, they only going what they seeing. They make you synonymous with the fashion people at the time. So your Kanye's and, you know, whoever else, and of course, in their mind, like, you should be here. Yeah. So you're not there, it's like, oh, I don't know, he kind of... But that's not what I envisioned. That was you never know, That's not vision. what I envisioned. But that's also not what success is to you, because mm-hmm. you could be doing what you love, as you're, and you can be making money off that for the rest of your life, and you can be fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you're making uh, designs, and you're putting out uh, uh, additions on your, at your own leisure. Exactly. People live for that. Mm-hmm. Some people got to, like you said, we talking about the pressing, and not this a number, if they pressing, they starting out. It's people pressing every day that wish they could be like, I wish I could just chill, yeah. do something else that yeah. I love to do, and then sporadically just drop something one day, and yeah. everybody just get it because yeah. it's limited edition. Yeah, that's success. To, yeah. That's that could be success. That's it's not talked about, but that could be success. I enjoy that. I, I ain't gonna lie. I do enjoy like when I post stuff and people, you know, people write me like, "Hey man, you mo- you motivating me." Like especially when I started this whole real this reels thing. Um, I didn't know where I was going with it. I just kind of wanted to show people, you know, how I work, you yeah. know, my process and just the vibes of how I create. Maybe they can kind of, you know, emulate that and, you know, get some, you know. So when I hear people, you know, they come up to me like, oh, I've seen you real. I'm inspired. Or people comment like, yo, this is fire. It just makes me feel appreciated because I had to, I taught myself how to edit videos. I, I bought a camera, never even worked a, cam- a digital camera since probably high school. I bought a camera, figured out how to color grade and, Try, you know what I'm saying? If you look at some of my first reels and look at my most recent, you can see the growth because I put the work into that because that's yeah. something that that's something that I was interested in, something that made me happy and something that I know would help with my personal brand. So um, it's all about moving forward. And this is moving forward for me. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. First of all, you, you're good. You're good at speaking. You said you're going to be nervous. You're not nervous. I don't know. You must do this because. If, I'm telling you, if you look, I'm not lying. Look at my paper. The next thing is real. So you must be just going. I don't know if you took a picture of it before you, while I was looking at something like that. I don't know. You must have did some sneaky shit. But um, I asked, I was going to ask about the reels, right? Because I remember when I seen the first one, I liked that. I said, this is kind of dope. I didn't know you were going with it either. But I just like, I see like creating. He just creating something cool. You know, time going on, you just doing your thing. I'm like, damn, 21, episode 21. So I'm going back, I'm watching, like, these shits is getting fire. Like, you're getting better and better. You can yeah. see the progression even in your editing and mm-hmm. your coloring. So talk about the reels and 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 what they mean. Like why 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 even start them? Like what was the what was the mindset behind starting the reels? What have they done for you? Like how how they helped you? Um, the the reels really connected me with a lot of different people just in the world. Um, like I said, a lot of people comment on my uh, reels. A lot of people like my reels. People DM me. Ninety second video. Wanting you know wanting me to help them make reels and um, I think like I I didn't know what the goal was. I just wanted to. I just wanted to show my process. That's all I was thinking about. That's all I, and, and I seen an uprising of graphic designers kind of showing their process a lot. Because this is the thing. People want people nosy. That's why people watch reality shows. That's why people are on the internet. That's why people follow the shade room. They want to see people business. But I figured 
okay, I can show my business, but my actual business, not my personal business. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. So this is my business. I create every single day. I come, I create at work. I come home from work. I create until I get tired. I don't, I stay up late creating. Whether it's editing, whether it's working for a client, whether it's personal, whether it's, you know, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm creating. I utilize my time. So um, I see, I seen reels was spiking a lot in Instagram on Instagram. And I kind of was like really interested in like just seeing other people's reels and kind of making my own. So I bought a camera and I just started figure I YouTube how to work it, how to <laughs> set it up and all that. I started buying soft boxes and tripods and I set them up and just kind of was, you know, just doing my process. What yeah. I do every single day, I just put a fly on the wall. So I, I feel like doing those, I could bring people to that exact location, to that exact project, and you guys can see what goes on in my head, what, go, what goes on like at the crib, what I'm listening to, if I'm drinking tea, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If I might be drinking a little bit of liquor, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case <laughs> may be. Um, but just so people can kind of connect with me like that and know like, all right, this guy is, you know, he's he's passionate about what he does. You know what I'm saying? I want people to know, like, he's really passionate about what he do, you know? Because a lot of people get in this, and I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of people kind of, no, no, I'm not trying to, like, shade these new designers, but a lot of people, they have programs that make it easier to kind of create, but they're not professional programs. They're not kind of yeah. industry standard. And, um, and like I said, no, I'm not trying to, like, shade them or anything, but I think... You know, if you really want to be in this in this digital design business, then you need to be working the tools that um, that that are the professional tools. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we in different worlds, so to speak. But I did talk to you off air, and you did say y'all 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 kind of consider podcasters to be creatives too. So yeah, that's a creative. Stop it up for us, real quick. <laughs> All right, stop. But but the the thing is, because I wasn't sure. I mean, I say it, but you know, who knows what people think? You know, because y'all been y'all been around way longer than what podcasts have been around, right? But I I look at it like. Even in 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 my world, like uh, it's it's different now. Before it wasn't it it wasn't even it wasn't camera, it was just audio. So mm -hmm. let's start with just audio, right? But now you could buy something for like I'm talking about like seventy five percent less than what you could buy everything for in one. Before you had to buy like five different things just to start up. Microphones didn't come two to a pack or four to a pack. One no such thing. You buy one at a time. XLR cords. You gonna you gonna buy those. The the mixer. You gonna buy that. The camera. You gonna buy that. But now they got bundle deals. Like it's it's easier yeah. for those people just to jump in that world in a cheap at a cheaper cheaper price and a and, and better quality. Now, mm -hmm. You know, so it's a little tough. But I, I I feel like a lot of times the people that have been doing it for a while, not that they better, but they've dealt with all these different tools that they just they just seem a little ahead of the people that's just mm -hmm. starting. So I'm not the distant. I wouldn't diss no new new designers or new people that's creating. But it definitely is a difference when you started when it just was nothing and and you and you seen it progress. Yeah. So watching same, it, watching it progress is kind of, I, I get what you're saying. But the same thing in, in like what what you're saying as far as like design and stuff like it's probably tools you used back then that it probably was tough to use. But now like it's a it's a whole layout for that person to do something that probably took you 30, 40 hours, mm -hmm. a couple of days to learn it and, and really get it to a science. Yeah, like I was telling you um off air like you know even uh, line up the audio, that'd be a, that'd be horrible trying to line up the audio to the actual video. It's hard. Now it's a button you can press, mm -hmm. sync it, and it's, that's it. I think I think technology has made these sort of things, especially with what we do, because our job kind of focuses on we need we have to have like some of the latest tech to kind of right, do our right, job: right. cameras, mics, computers, RAM, 
we were just talking about your computer. Um, I think technology has technology is advancing so fast, and we're trying to keep up. But I tell people all the time, you don't need the latest and greatest mm-hmm. tools. You nope. can still use uh, a, a entry level MacBook, and it it will work. It, those new ones are just as powerful as the biggest ones. So a lot of people get wrapped up on, oh, I need what this person has because oh he's putting this content out. <laughs> but he's learned how to use that. He's yeah. learned how to, you know, for instance, we'll use a podcast, for example. We got people that have certain looks for their podcast. Those people that been around and know how to, they know how to edit. They know how to color grade. They taught themselves how to kind of do this. So you buying all of the equipment that they have, but you don't know how to work it. So how is that going to make, you know, that makes no sense. You need to learn the tools of the trade first. And then you can kind of start dipping and dabbing into buying that more expensive stuff and kind of, you know, customizing things to your liking. But you got to learn the basics first. A lot of people just want to dive in and deep in and then be mad when they drowning. They just spent, you know, crazy money on stuff they don't even know how to use. It's it's kind of synonymous with what we talked about earlier about just people not necessarily putting the work in and then kind of like just this. Not dissing, but you know, kind of disarming somebody else's work they put in, saying mm-hmm. it, they this or they that, because the the reality of it is, you know, when you put that work in and you and you start to learn the equipment and stuff like that, it doesn't matter if you guys are the newest equipment or the oldest equipment. If you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Exactly. That's just point blank period. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I used um I used a mixer for a long time. When you if I made some money, then I got some equipment and stuff like that. But I wasn't. I ain't, I just got a mic a little while ago. I just got a Rodecaster a little while ago. My audio is not that much better than what before, you know. So I just it's just it's just easier now, but you put the work in to get to that level. Somebody just starting out doing it, it defeats the purpose that I'm doing that because they not they not really locked in to to do all this stuff anyway. They are not mm-hmm. locked in to learn and they just wanted something easy and quick. Mm-hmm. But to go back to what you were saying about the reels, I think a dope thing that a creator can take from your reels is like people are nosy, so they're like, okay, he designed, he do this. All right, well, let's see what what software he using. You know, so now they're looking at the real, trying to find out if the software going to show up. Oh, I need that now. I need Adobe. Yeah. I need I need this. What what, what computer are you using? Oh, MacBook. Okay, what kind of mouse he got? Okay, that mouse. You know, what kind of stand he got? Like it's, you get to see all that in them reels. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you just saw the product. You didn't get to see people process like yeah. that. So that kind of helps. It helps. It helps and hurts. I guess mm-hmm. hurts if they like not really locked in, just want to emulate. But if somebody really trying to do research, uh, and they wanted to see like what you're using, and they scared to ask, or they don't have the um. Then you're not accessible to acts. Mm-hmm. Them reels do help because they can yeah. kind of see what you're doing, and I, I like. But that. I mean, even now they doing. You know, these people have they they Amazon stores now where they get commission for tagging some of the things that they have in their setup, or even yeah, yeah. they getting deals with brands just from tagging them in their reels. Um, just because now marketing is so different now because nobody is putting. Uh, well, I mean, we still got ads in the newspaper, we still got ads in magazines, we still got uh, billboards, but it's not as effective as. Because certain industries you kind of you may not need a billboard for, you may not need a magazine ad for. So now these people can reach a larger audience by paying a, a influencer fifty thousand or however much for a reel, yeah. And they'll reach way more people than that billboard on the side of the highway, you know, promoting whatever their product is. So I think the internet, the internet has pushed this culture really, really far. But um, a lot of people kind of uh, people are embracing it. People kind of having growing pains with it, and then it's people that's just kind of thriving a lot off of it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the, the internet game is crazy because like you got you got influencers, of course, but then you got people who um 
And I'm not, that's not necessarily dissing them. It's just funny when you see it. You got people who are influencers and people who think they're influencers. So I'll see a page where somebody be like, hey, how to how to build your YouTube, right? <laughs> I'm looking at YouTube, I'm like, bro, how are you going to tell how to build YouTube? <laughs> and you're you not hitting on shit. Like, it's not dissing them, but just like, but people will start anything to for a trend or for that reel to, mm-hmm. to, to blow up. So like we were talking about earlier, I know we didn't speak on it too heavy, but we spoke on it off air. But um, sometimes people be wanting things they're not ready for. Mm-hmm. So going viral or something just taking off. We talked about it off air. Like you go viral on a post or a, a, a skit you made or not you, but somebody or something they made, but you ain't got nothing to follow up. So you done went viral and how exactly. you going to follow that up now? Like whether it's a mistake, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm never diss nobody. I don't care. If you, if you do something to go up, that's perfect. But you go viral and now you have nothing to back it up. So you're not ready for that moment. People want that moment, but they're not exactly. ready for that moment. We talk about money. Like you, 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 grow, you wake up and you got 200 million. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to know what to do with that. You couldn't even do that with your raise. You think you're you going to know what to do with it. You ain't gonna raise. Know, you're not going to know what to do with $200 million. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you're not going to know what to do with $200 million. <laughs> but people be wanting this, and be, they want a lot, and but they're not ready for it. And so that that's my only problem sometimes with the internet. I think people be wanting things, and they want what others get, and they think that they, if I just get this, but it ain't never just that. Yeah. It's always more. Th- th- this is my method with that. Um, Like... How I posted the the Land of Opportunity T-shirt. When I do these things, I know that I have that my clock starts as soon as one person views this post. So I I have to either decide, am I gonna release this? Am I not gonna release it? And that's where the timeline starts to where I need to be putting this out. I posted the shirt. I kind of figured I was gonna put it out anyway. But I just put a poll just to kind of get people to interact. That's how social media works. Mm-hmm. Got to get engagement. Um, so I put it up. Every, you know, luckily and thank God everybody wanted me to drop it. So I had 100%. I was going to drop it anyway probably. But I knew I only had a few days to post this as, you know, ready to sell. Yeah. Because the, as the days go by, the time the clock gets, you know, you, you, you miss down. out on more time, yeah. more sales. When I did the, when I did the master shirt... Um, I posted it and I didn't even know if I was, I didn't know where I was going to get them printed at. I was still trying to work out uh, a supplier, but I had made one shirt and I was like, man, I need to put this out. The masters is right around the corner. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. I've done it. I've done pre-orders so many times. I'm like, I'm good. I can yeah. get this done. But it blew up so big. I was like, yo, I don't know if I was ready for this to happen. <laughs> like you just said, I don't know if I was ready for this. To, I, I wanted people to want it, but you know that everybody wanted it. it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like my DMs was going crazy. People was texting me. I said, I got to put this shirt out. I have to I have to either give this shirt away, sell it, whatever. I got to do something. So I figured, I, I figured out the logistics of it. Um, it worked out perfect. Was able to get them done in the city, in the city. That was big for me because... A lot of my stuff that I do is outsourced outside of Georgia. But this shirt was for Augusta. It was for this city, and I got it made. Every one of them was made in this city. I think that was, that, that's what really like really touched me about it because i never done nothing like that. Right. And this was something I did want to do for the city. Um, and that was limited edition, too. Yeah, that, that was, was that's, I'm, you know, we, we going to year two soon. So um, we work, we work, I'm working that up now. But... Um, it did so well, and I was just I was just so grateful, you know. So I'm like, I gotta, you know, put this out. I have to. So that clock, you know, I think I dropped it 
maybe two days after I showed it. And well, talk about talk about that a little bit because we talked about a lot of things, but one of the things I think um people that maybe not not on the level you at or don't have don't have the background you have, but just starting out or whatever, um they, they it's easy to get depressed. It's easy to, to get down on yourself. Maybe you put something out, you people not catching the bait. So you say you got hundred percent people saying yes, but then I put something out and they might not get nothing back. Mm-hmm. Like what do you, you got any advice for people that's um, in that field trying to, you know, make something shake, make something work, but they maybe they just feeling down because they feel like they're not getting mm-hmm. the reaction or responses that they want to get from the people? I, I'm going to say right now, this shit is hard. This shit is hard. This might be some of the hardest. Well, I've done manual labor. And this might be some of the hardest work I've done because it's you trying to get everybody to believe in your dream. And believe in what's in your head. Putting, putting, thinking of something, conceptualizing an idea, and putting it on paper, and creating a product or whatever, and putting it out to the world. That takes balls. That takes a, you know, that takes a lot of courage. And once you realize that none of this shit really matters, it's like, is because as a creator, like I said, as long as I can create, I'm good. If I would, if I would have dropped it and got no sales, I would have been good with that because I was already content with. This is a fire design. I'm, I still have mine. I'm going to wear it. People are probably going to ask about it. They can't get it. Um, but if go back, going back to your question about, you know, people getting down, you, you got to be your biggest fan. Like, you have to believe mm. in yourself. Mm. Because getting other people to believe in you, you have to believe in yourself. I think the disconnection is a lot of people be doubting themselves. Um, and I, I, I've suffered from this before as well. Um, but... If you pitching me something or you pitching me an idea and you don't believe in it, why should I believe in it? Why should I believe that I, that I need this T-shirt that you designed? You know, if you had an opportunity to rap in front of Diddy and you, you've been grinding, rapping, and you Diddy's like, yo, spit your best 16 right now. What you going to do? You need to be putting forth that effort. So you, yeah. I treat everything. And I use that. that I hate to use Diddy yeah, references Yeah, right now, Diddy now. doesn't sound to use that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I hate to use chill. Diddy references, but relax, um, in a sense of getting the opportunity, don't blow your opportunity just off of, you know, a little ego or a little, you know, a little downfall that you may think this may not even be a downfall. It may help you, you know? Well, I ask that because I, you know, when I say it, I know I come up as aggressive sometimes when I was saying it. I don't mean to, but it's just, that's just my way of thinking, right? It's a funny story. I was in, I was in New York uh, last month. And I think my, my kids finally seen, like, wow, how I move, the way I move. You move quick, you're doing all the other stuff. But that's what up there, you, yeah. ain't, no, ain't no quick travel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you got to walk to the train station. Yeah. You go, even Uber, you, you'll get somewhere quicker on a train than yeah. traveling than you're going to get an Uber in a car anyway. Exactly. So I've always just go. That's what you know. That's what we know, right, coming up from there. And I think they saw that. And I think when I come down here, it's so, it's not everybody, but it's so laid back, mm-hmm. right? So people are used to things just falling in their lap mm-hmm. or your granddaddy know this person. They've been around for a long time. So politic-wise, things done fell in your lap. Mm-hmm. You got that job because they went to Laney and mm-hmm. all this background stuff that we don't know about. Just politics, and, yeah. you know. But when you really got to grind and, 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 and really sink your teeth and stuff, that's when, like, that that that, that machine, that you got, you got to know how to how to maneuver, how to, how, to, how to make moves on your own, how to be content with the stuff you're doing, you know, be mm-hmm. confident. But main thing, be consistent. And I I think what I see is a lot of times people get get down on themselves and then they stop. But then they go, then they get back up. Then they stop. Then they and I'm like, damn, well, every time you stopping, 
you starting over. Yeah, those inconsistencies is your downfall. Just keep going. And like you were saying, like, and I know these, it's easier said than done. It's easier to say now because me personally, I'm just beyond with you. I'm, I'm gonna tell the truth. I don't know, you might not say it, but I don't think you're gonna drop something, nobody gonna buy it. But because it's also you the I'm talking about 06, 07, 08 putting yeah. in work. So even if nobody buy it, motherfuckers that know you from 06, 07, 08 gonna buy it. Cause mm-hmm. oh, I remember you used to put the work in back then. So yeah. off consistency alone, you're gonna get sales regardless. But, but see, you talk about somebody who got three months in, and then you know. Uh, over a decade. So you really can't compare the two. And I'm pretty sure on 08, 07, you weren't just busting out sales like going crazy, yeah. but you but you but you knew your target audience. Yeah. It's easy when we in school. Like, hey, you get it, you get it, you get it. People say they're gonna buy it, they might not buy it. All right, now you learn. Okay, I can't make I can't overmake shirts. Everybody mm-hmm. ain't gonna buy everybody ain't gonna buy the shirt. Let's do pre-orders now. Yeah. So it's just stuff you're gonna learn. I think that I'd be wanting people to not get discouraged, but also I want them to learn because you're gonna learn. You got you gotta learn. You're gonna take some L's. I want you mm-hmm. to learn without getting disturbed and still be be consistent. Yeah. But I think people, it's hard to be consistent for some people when they're discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. So circling back to I'm a, I blame that on the internet too, because everybody posts their accomplishments. Not too many people post their failures. So, you know, you can see somebody blow up overnight. Mm-hmm. So you thinking, oh, I need to blow up overnight. I deserve to blow up overnight. What makes you think you deserve to blow up overnight? What have you done to blow up overnight? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So um, I think people, you setting yourself up for failure thinking like that. If you sitting here like, oh, I'm going to make a shirt and I'm going to put it out because such and such put a shirt out and I'm I'm going to sell out. And then you don't sell out. And you mad. Why you mad? Why you set that expectation? expectation? And you know you haven't put the groundwork in yeah. to even gain that sort of traction. So don't set yourself up for nothing like that, but also don't get discouraged. Like I said, that goes back to me saying, believe in yourself, be your number one fan, push your product. You selling your brand, I need to see you wearing your brand. Why are you selling a brand that you're not wearing? Oh, clap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people who have clothes, they're not even wearing their brands. So, you know, so the craziest thing is, right, so we, our podcast and, you know, so somebody that come up here and be like, yo, I want to promote such and such. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't care if they don't bring me nothing. I do want something. Right now, I ain't going to lie, but I don't care. You know, yeah, I should have brought a shirt. No, nah, it's all good. You owe me one. So, and I, I bought it. Though, I got man. it. I, I got know, it for we, you. We, I got it. We, we, it's limited edition, but you going to see it. <laughs> it's, still in the, it's still in the plastic. Oh, perfect, perfect. All right. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I probably, I probably wouldn't even wear it because it's limited edition. I just want to keep it. I'm just, I'm just keeping a buck with you. I got one of my Augusta shirts, too. Um. It was with the, with the with the UH on the end that she she had it limited. She bought one. I did a podcast with her. Never wore it. Just it's still in the seal and everything. Mm-hmm. This is how I how I do sometimes. But um, when 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 you when you think about like uh, fashion and 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 how people get known rather. How, how do you? How would you say besides the Augusta stuff? How would you say you got known in fashion? Like how how would you, how would somebody get known in fashion? Like what what do you have to do? What is the, some of the the rigorous uh, activities or things you gotta? <laughs> you're acting like it's a, like it's a club. <laughs> I think it is. It must be like it's a club. Uh, I think. Well, I don't really. I, I don't have an answer for that, but I can tell you what worked for me. Talk to the um, microphone. I can tell you what worked for me. Like you said, when I was taking them risks, wearing those outfits that nobody wanted was really on. Um, and I think it was because I was also freshly from another place and came mm-hmm. down south. So, I mean, that helped out a lot because if I was in, you know, another place, it probably would have been accepted a little bit more. But 
But I did, I really didn't really care about being accepted. I kind of was just really figuring out my style and what worked for me. And yeah. you know, and at the time, I really wanted to be like I'm just saying, like I wanted to be like Kanye at the time. <laughs> I liked how he dressed. I, you know, he carried himself well at the time. So I was like, okay, this is, you know, how I want to dress. This is how I want to be. Um, so I think just taking those risks and really like dressing up, like I ain't gonna say dressing up, but you know, basing my style off someone else for a period of time, a lot of people won't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people won't admit to doing that. But that's how I really figured out how to really create my own style. I just was seeing that and seeing other blogs online and kind of just like, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Because like, everything that he was doing didn't work. But once you figure out like what works for you, I think you kind of just kind of just gain that, you know, people just kind of be like, all right, yeah, he putting that shit on or whatever, did, whatever the kids say these did days. Did you ever want to rap? I think a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I, at one point I did. You know, oh, you, Rain, you I'm a 16s? creative. What you expect? You <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. Oh God, um, relax. But yeah, I mean, I listen. I would try anything. Jump man, in a cipher. Anything creatively, I'll try. No, I like that though, and I always like the confidence. So like anything you do, I I think you could. You put, anything you put your mind to, I think you can yeah. do anyway. But back to what I was saying earlier, I, I lost my train of thought. I saw something, but um, when 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 people come on shows or podcasts or anything, you know, you're gonna be on camera and stuff like that. I do think it's kind of odd when they don't wear their own stuff. It's like you want me to buy it, you want to sell it to somebody, but you ain't got it on. So I'll take it a step further. If you ever see any of my thinking out louds, I don't wear nothing that's like name brand. It's either people from here mm -hmm. or say more than masters. Or it's just plain. I might wear white teeth. I just caught me on a day, but I don't think I'm yeah. going to record. I ain't never going to be on camera. Like, not saying I can't wear nothing like that. I will, if, mm -hmm. if, you know, whatever. But why I do that when I got so many designers yeah. and, and, and people that's making clothes around me and, I, and I'm, I'm pushing for the city, right? So I make that conscious effort to do that. And I'd be like, damn, well, how the hell somebody that got their own clothing line can't do that? Because they don't believe in themselves. That's what that's how I feel. They that's what it is. We, we got another fashion designer over there, a good friend of mine. Shout out to Lex. Lex in the building. Lex in here. Yo, Lex, Lex be like on my tweet. Every man. time I see him, he's wearing his stuff. He has All on the a time. scholar sweatsuit right now. And every time I see him, he has something on that says scholar. That's what you're supposed to do. He's yep. pushing, he's promoting his brand. He he knows people. He knows people are gonna see him. So when he go out, he has his brand on. That's how you that's self-promotion. Yep. Easy, yep. free. We've been trying to get Scott on the podcast. I don't know what's going on, man. What you said? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You can't turn nobody else's heart if you ain't rocking. Yo, it. check out this sweatshirt I got. Let me show it to you on my phone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and cool. And I had I had a reckless rubber outfit to to put on, but it didn't work out, but you got I made hat. sure I threw a hat on. You got the hat. You all right. Yeah, I made sure I had something to, because I, I always wear something that represents my brand. Whether That's why I made accessories so I could do things like this and throw a hat on or whatever the case may be. So, because I believe in it, yeah. you know, and I want other people to. Well, I just think that when you you do got your own clothing line and you design it and you don't have it on, like that, that speaks volumes to me. You know, I, people often joke about like people that got a certain kind of shoe or a certain gear and they wearing it and they clowning it, but I respect it. Even if you don't, even if it's not cool, but you wearing it, you pushing it. You saying that you can buy it because you wearing it. But when mm -hmm. you're not wearing it, it makes me think something's off. Yeah. Or it's just not you're not authentic. And you're not really how they did uh LaMelo Pops when he came out with them, them sneakers. The that was insane though. My man got hurt <laughs> them shit. That's <laughs> but I mean that, he that, was, that messed his career. That's kind of crazy. But he was wearing his shoe, the pops was wearing them shoes. 
He was wearing them shoes and he was pushing them shoes. Now, they wasn't the best, but he believed in it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you got to be. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that's odd for fashion designers to, to, to promote something but not be wearing it. Just, just don't seem don't seem to be uh, it don't seem to be something that you you would do if you're in the business of sales. Yeah, and you're trying to push forward. Yeah, but also in the same breath, uh, even if even if you're not like quote unquote a fashion designer, you're just pushing a, a, a t-shirt. You're pushing or whatever case may be. Like, I just thought you got to have it on. So I I I've told people like branding is everything. So my version of branding might just be wearing it. I might be in Atlanta. I put that hat in me. Oh, it's my podcast. Da da da. da. Sometimes they go follow. Sometimes they won't depend. But Hell, just of me wearing something, I'm doing. I'm going out and about. I don't gain some a follower or a listener just because they like the shirt or like the hat. And I don't think people understand the the the, the power that you 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 got the power to brand yourself. Like even if you make shirts and you do it for other people, or whatever. Like I would never wear nobody else's shirt. Like like whether it's like a polo or whatever name brand you want to wear, I would just put my own stuff like mm-hmm. all the time. Cause like you want to make yourself. I I spoke about today on um on Instagram. I was saying you should make yourself synonymous with whatever you pushing. So like when I see you, I, I always think designer, I think fashion, I think creative because you always created. Ever since I known you've been creative. I think um unique. You've always been unique. So I think you know you got your own lane. You always, I, I think that it's synonymous because you did it so so long that that's just attached to you. So even take the hard work out of it. Like you do something that and you make it attached to your name. That's another reason why people will just buy something or just shop with you because you're dropping something. Mm-hmm. So if you got good taste and that's to your name, I'm dropping this shirt. I right, bet I'm buying it. That's it. It's just that simple. It's, it's it sounds simple. It's not simple, but it's that simple. Yeah. And I don't get it. Like I I think that's that's I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that make clothes, and then I know when I talk to them about it, I be hate when I see them other clothes. Like why are you wearing something else? Yeah. Like it just, that goes in, but that goes into building your brand and your personal brand. See. I've been building with the reels. I've been building my personal brand as a creative. Yeah. Where I can get those clients that need, you know, services, packaging, design, whatever they may need. But then I also have Reckless Rebel, which is a brand of mine that I'm pushing. So I always, you know, try to have that on. But pushing, even pushing my personal brand, like I'm not, I wouldn't be using a product that I don't use on the regular. Like if somebody reached out to me, like, hey, I need you to review a product or you put a product in a reel that I don't stand behind. I wouldn't do that because that'll mess up my personal brand that I've I've spent. Well, I'm at episode 21 of my design shorts yeah. and a whole bunch of other reels. I spent all of this time building up my content and, you know, I have a certain look and, you know, people expect a certain caliber when I post reels. So if I pop out promoting a product they've never seen before, it's never it's not on the realm of what I do. Then I, I think that that would kind of really, you it's know, it's confusing too. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "Whoa, what he on? Like, <laughs> what, what type of?" That? And almost, I think that's what like happens. When, I think that's what happens when we see people like doing stuff non-organically, and you can tell when it's not organic. Yeah. Even yeah. when a celebrity does it, when an influencer does it, you can tell when it's for a check. Yeah, yeah. Like you can tell when somebody doing something just for the check. And I'm, I'm, hey, get your money. I'm, I'm not telling nobody <laughs> don't get their money, but you will you can mess your brand. You can mess your personal brand up. Chasing that bag, I'm telling you right now. Get that money, but you make sure make sure it's good money. You know, make sure it aligns with what you believe in, what you stand for, what you trying to do. Don't just be out here doing whatever. I think in creating, that's probably at least when I when I think about it, at least when I talk about it, I say that's probably one of the most important things too. Like making sure anything you put just just put your name behind or you pushing that 
it aligns with your belief, your morals, values, and principles, because that's the only way it's gonna seem genuine if it's mm-hmm. something that you just believe in. That's 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 gonna sell it. If I can see that you really doing this, like this real, this is organic, like I'm you got a supporter. What's um what's the best decade in fashion for you? Like what would you say? Oh. Or I'm, I'm, if you can't pick a best one, tell me your favorite ones and why. I'ma say um the Bape era, Bape BBC. Nigo era, um, if anybody remembers that era, probably I want to say, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll say like 04 all the way up to like. Definitely 04. 04 up to maybe, what you think, Lex? I'd probably say like, maybe 09. Yeah, like, yeah, like 04 to like 09, because I think that's when it was kind of dying down, like people really was on some other type of stuff. Yeah, everybody wanted, everybody wanted true religion, and then it went to like Gucci, and like yeah. people wanted real designer stuff. But I think the the BBC era because it was it was like real streetwear, like it was streetwear. We I, I can remember standing online at Bape waiting for t uh, waiting for t shirt drops, um, but not you know it, it, they were accessible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was accessible. That type of stuff was accessible. Now shoes and things like that are. You can't even, you know what I'm saying? They people charging crazy amounts for shoes that we paid $150 for, 100 and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I get it. Like I said, get your money. But I mean, you know, it's just people out here taking taking advantage of opportunities. Well, time's different now. You can't even get the shoe half the time. You yeah, gotta, yeah, you, you can't. Got, yeah, unless you want to do that raffle and all that other crazy stuff, like yeah. you got to buy it. But I, 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 was, I say the BBC Bape era because Pharrell, Kanye, a lot of Lil Wayne, Kid Cudi, and them—they all had everybody just trying stuff. Everybody was just trying stuff. Didn't really care if it looked good, if it came out good. Everybody was trying stuff. People were real confident in what they was doing, and it was a lot of people coming out with brands, and it was some good brands too. Um, people really was like, really putting that work in. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It was really like passionate back then. Now it's just—it's so easy to come out with a clothing line. I don't. It's like every day I see somebody on Instagram with a new clothing line. And like I said, some, some of that should be good. But a lot of the times it's just like, yeah, people just trying to get some bread, man. You can tell when yeah. somebody's trying to get some bread, man. It ain't, it ain't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, But yeah, I, I'll say that the Nego uh, BBC Bape era, that was that was a time for, for me, what, at least for me. What would you say is a, from from that era, that time to now? What would, what would be a fashion failure? Whether you look back at it now, like that was that was horrible, or like you just something you liked, but you looking back now, like nah, that was wild to be wearing. That's a that's a tough question. Um, that's a tough question. I gotta think about that. <laughs> you, I know, I know. Like, I'm not gonna say it was wild to be wearing, but like I look at some pictures from like 0405 and like, yeah, being 12, 13 with like a two XT. It's insane when yeah, I yeah the, the super big it's, clothes. It's insane when I wear a large now. Let's 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 be for real. Right? I wear a large now. I, I got bigger. Like <laughs> that shit is insane. This hoodie is extra large actually. <laughs> but yeah, maybe the super big clothes was kind of like all right. That was just a little. I look much. back on I'm like yeah, that was insane. Like yeah, but that's what the rappers was doing, man. Yeah. That's what the rappers was doing. Yeah, 36 to bow, but now you wear 32. Like, you know, <laughs> you've been wearing the, 32 the 30, all your life. The 36 <laughs> waist your bowls is crazy. <laughs> no, I, I, I had the red monkeys. Sagging. They was like a 36. That's insane, yeah, because you yeah, were never that like, big. 
You was never, you was never that big to be a thirty six. Yo, looking crazy. <laughs> but I mean, that was the style, man. You know, yeah. style is timeless, man. It always repeats, and I'm sure that's gonna come back at some point. I see people now wearing super big clothes, so I mean, you know. Well, that's, I, I wonder because I, I, I see it sometimes, but sometimes people scare me because I, I think. We've gotten to a point in society. We talk about rinse and repeat and stuff like that, which I know it's going to happen because you're going to do but so much, and you're going to remix it out. But I also feel like sometimes people be just like going way left field to be standing out. I think, I think everybody's, and this can this can apply to being creative too. People focus so focused on, and I think I may have said this in the last one when I that I did with you, but I can't remember that was so long ago. Everybody's so focused on reinventing the wheel instead of keeping the wheel going. All mm. you got to do is keep the wheel going. You don't mm. have to come up with no crazy new idea that's nobody never seen because we've seen everything. Um, so everybody's, a lot of people are so focused on reinventing that wheel and kind of want to change everything. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. I like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just All you got to do is keep it moving. That's it. Just keep that wheel rolling and you won't have to worry. But everybody wants to just make something so groundbreaking and want to just have everybody in awe when we're past that stage. We've seen everything. Everything that we've seen has been done before. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, you get what nah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I st- that was three years ago. I still feel like that. Because, okay. I, I mean, I, I think that's true. What about, I'm just asking your thoughts on some stuff now. You could be candid if you want. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Look at your face, nothing crazy. <laughs> what do you think about, like, the, the people painting their fingernails, like, uh, to, to go with their clothes? Um, I, That's preference, man. I wouldn't do it, but I'm not against no. I, I'm not against nobody that. Because I, I, I know how it is expressing yourself and not being accepted. Um, Not to that extent, but I, I know how it feels. So I would, I could never just be like, you know, Clown, you know, clown on somebody or pick on somebody for doing expressing themselves because people express themselves differently. So, what do you think it means when they do that? I don't know what it means. I I, I thought it was a style thing. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just asking Listen, y'all, y'all in the fashion. World, I, I thought, thought it was a know. style thing. I don't. I don't really know where. You know, I, I'm not sure. But I'm not. You know, I'm saying I don't. It don't bother me at all. Yeah. I just I wondered that, if that's, that's your, a new that's thing. That's what you so. like to do. That's you know. What about some designer do's and don'ts? Like, what's a, what's some do's and don'ts that designers, but or, or fashion, I don't know, whichever. Um, well, I, you see, everybody has made the shift to like everything is simple now. You know, it used to be really loud. You know, they kind of coming back with it a little bit, but for the most, you know, for the last few years, there's been a lot of simple things. Even like with high end designers, like people change their logos to simpler things. Yeah. Um. I would say the monogram is probably still a no. I'm just not a loud person, so I'm not into monogram like that. Um, and that's it, man. Any other thing, any other like fashion thing, I'm kind of, I just, I embrace a lot of the fashion stuff, um, a lot of it. So it's not too much that I'm really like, I'm not really rocking with this. Cause like I said, I know it's people expressing themselves, not saying that I would do all of this stuff that's yeah. being done. But as far as like you know, it not bothering me or it's cool. I'm it's cool with me. I like seeing, especially I like seeing the the, the younger kids now, uh, seeing what they could do with it. You know. So we mentioned earlier and I mentioned a few times, and I probably should have asked earlier, but I didn't. Um, mentioned putting in the work, right? Uh, and what does that look like for like a designer, like somebody like you? What does that look like putting in the work? Tell me like a day in the life. 
um, oh, like, run run through your day. You get up, as far as yeah. you're creating things, like, what, what do you do? Yeah, what like? wake up every day, try to get up at, like, 6. Um, I got a day job. I'm also a creative on my day job. Nine, it's a 9 to 5. Um, I work my 9 to 5, get all my, you know, corporate creativity out. And um, once I get home, I try to get a little gym time in, just, you know, trying to stay in shape. We, we talked about that, trying to... You know, Work keep off up the dad with the young. I got, you know, I'm a, I'm a you. dad now, you know. So, uh, but after that, I, I really, I lock in. Um, I, I lock in. I whatever I'm working on, I, I try to plan reels out. I'm sitting on like seven edited reels right now. I could probably post every day for the next seven days. Um, just a little flex, you know. Yeah, but you've been flexing a little bit here and there. I try. That's to the work it out. though, but that's what I mean by putting the work in. Like I got, I, I, I got stuff planned out for like the next couple you know, months, um, yeah. just that I'm trying to do, whether they ideas or anything, um, I would say don't let any hour go unaccounted for. Mm. Don't let any hour go unaccounted for. Plan something, do something. If you got free time and you got something you know you should be working on, you know you want to work on, work on it. Um, I watch TV, you know what I'm saying? I, I chill at home, I watch TV, I do, you know, I, I hang out, but I also make sure... That I'm grinding, you know what I'm saying? And that's what work, that's what that looked like for me. Like, no hours going unaccounted for. I, like I can tell you what I did the last 12 hours. I like that. That's yeah. dope. That's dope. That is dope. Um, and I I, I like that because I, I do think you gotta account for the time. Because once you let the time don't you let the time get away from you, it's almost like um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh it's on the tip of my tongue, I can't think of it, but it's <laughs> It's like you just letting it slip away. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not, you're not doing nothing. Yeah. But then you're gonna look back and like, damn, I ain't do nothing for six hours. Yeah. But you could, and or you're gonna be like, I, I, I ain't have time to do this. But you had time. You just didn't, you didn't. You know, and you, I, and I, I felt like that too. Um, cause I before I had this professional career, I was in the military, and uh, I wasn't as creative as I should have been. I probably should have created much more than I do now because it would have set me up for when I got out. Mm. Um. So, and I look back at that, you know, I'm not mad at myself for it, but I know moving forward, I know like what needs to be done or if a situation comes up like that and I have to like not create, um, I need to make sure that I have a lot of time to kind of take advantage. Cause I had a lot of, I had downtime. Uh, I did yeah. 10 years in the military. I had down, I had some Jesus downtime. Christ. Um, so Long time. I probably should have went a little harder with, cause, cause I knew I wasn't going to stay in and I knew I needed to have some sort of plan when I got out. So I feel like if I probably would have, you know, uh, planned that a little bit better, I would have been a little bit better. But, you know, you live and you learn and you grow. I was younger. I'm much older now. You know, I've experienced a couple of things, and I kind of got a, pro a, a process now, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm going to ask you that before I get to my last two questions, though, like my other two questions. What is your process? Like, I know you got the reels and, and you're doing, but you, and you show somewhat of it, right? But, like, when what kind of mood you need to be in to create. I, I I be feeling like, so for me, I could I could record every day for the most part, but I know my best thinking out loud and my best interviews is when I'm thinking about it, but you get in that mode and you finally like, I might come here first, mm -hmm. chill, set up. I set everything up, like, okay, it's gonna be fire. I like I like this. So I knew this was gonna be good because I seen the setup. I'm like, it's gonna be a different setup. Nobody had this setup before. It's the first, it's a, it's a reunion kind of mm -hmm. thing. I write my stuff down. So you kind of get yourself in that mode to be creative, right? Um. What mode did you have to be in to be creative? And like, um, if I think of something and I can't stop thinking about it, 
then that's the mode that I like to be in. Mm. Because I know I won't stop until I put it down on paper, put it down on the camera, put it down on the computer. So throughout the week, I have these aha moments where I'm like, I need to get this. I need to get this recorded. I need to get this designed. So um, like, and I can design every day because that's my day job yeah. as well. But for me to produce my best work, it just, it's just gotta be, I mean, I, I, I don't really have a mood. You know, like I don't have a mood. As long as I'm able to do it, I'm going to do it basically. Yeah. You know, I, I, I take breaks, you know, I need my breaks. Like, I, like I said, I'm a father. I got a son. So I take breaks, but as long as I'm able to do it, I'll do it. I don't really have to be, because I, 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 cause when I'm mad, I want to design. When I'm happy, I want to design. When I'm unsure, I design. Is it like an outlet at the same time? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really therapy for me because I'm happy when I'm doing it. So yeah. it keep me level-headed. It keep me focused. Keep me, you know, I ain't got to worry about all this other stuff that's going on. You know, I know for me, it's a time where, uh, while right now, I, it's a different, different space in my house. But when they had a studio around the corner, I would go there, like, sometimes I had an interview, I would record, but I have my stuff, I'm just doing stuff, right? And that that's still a happy space for me, because I'm just recording, like you said, you got real, I got like 20, 30 reels on my phone, or videos on my phone that I never dropped. Mm -hmm. From all the older podcasts, I know anytime if I go to so that I put a podcast out, you'll never know, I'll just drop some old, mm -hmm. oh, here it go, it go up. Yeah. And it go to the point you said I'm putting the work because that's important to have because you're going to have to take breaks. You're mm -hmm. not going to be able to create every single day like you want to do because yeah. you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. But it's good to have that 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 extra in there so, like, you know what? They don't know you're taking a break. Yeah. I want it to be like, where's my like, damn, he working hard. Like, damn, he, he putting out every day. Like, but I really just work so hard that you can't see I'm taking a break. Yeah. That makes sense. I like yeah. that, too. Um. But I do think like the the mood, just being in that studio setting or being around my studio, having my work in front of me, it it calms me, you know. And a lot of times, even when you about to go like, sleep, if I feel like I should have did more, it's hard to sleep. I be feeling like, damn, I was lazy today, but yeah. shit kind of wild. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think um once I set up a desk in in my apartment, I didn't go back from that. Like I I don't know how I lived without having a desk kind of set up. Um, workspace is important. A workspace, yeah. I've had offices and in everywhere I live, I've had a workspace. Um, so I think that, um, and and hopefully one uh, soon I'll be able to actually have like a locate a space mm -hmm. that's away from my home, um, which would also make it better because I don't, I can separate work and home. Yeah. But uh, for now, even just having that space where I can kind of just disconnect and be on the computer or just have somewhere where I can sketch or, you know, conceptualize ideas and it's not sitting on a couch or laying in a bed, yeah. you know, feeling lazy or feeling like I'm, you know, uh, forcing it. Whereas when I'm sitting at my desk and, you know, I got books for reference and things like that, I can kind of, you know, get on the computer, YouTube, whatever, look through stuff. And I'm in that mode, like, okay, I'm doing, you know, this is like R&D, like research and development or things like that. So... I think that helps having having these things put in place. Um, it's helped me for sure. Yeah. I know I probably could never go without having a desk in my house somewhere. Um, yeah, I think it's, I will say any creator, get a workspace. If you can get yeah. that, I don't know what it's like for you. Everybody gonna be different. You, I ain't gonna lie, you a fancy kind of nigga. I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you. Hold up. <laughs> out, man. I, I like it though. I like you got, you got the plants, you be spraying them with the spritz and stuff. Like, I'm plant that, man. It, 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 that'd be smart water using, right? It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be some good. I know it's high in water because I know you, but um, <laughs> definitely not Niagara. But, but I, I do like that, you know, that workspace. I think that's important. Um, 
What what projects are you most proud of? Like I also the stuff you've done. Like it ain't got ain't got to be the most. Maybe that's the wrong kind of answer question to ask. But like, what are you proud of that 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 you put out and why? I know earlier you mentioned the master T, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna swing back to that. Um, and I guess now I can put the put this out now about my uh, panel. So I'm working on something now, which I hope it's gonna be one of my biggest projects yet. Um, and this is also going to be for Augusta. I'm putting together a panel, uh, and I'm inviting creatives in the city. It'll be uh, it's a free event. Um, it'll be in the city. I'll give you all more details after. Um, but it's going to be for creatives, and we'll ha- I'm going to have a panel of some of my closest creative friends. and We'll discuss you know, what it's like being a creative, how we got where we are, what do we do, mistakes, things like that, because... What I realize is there's a lot of creative people in this city and a lot of them haven't, don't even know each other, never mm-hmm. even been around each other, right. never crossed paths. Right. So um, I, I want to I wanna set that up and kind of connect those dots so people can kind of really, so we can create a huge creative following in this city because it's a lot of talent in this city. But a lot of people don't know anything about Augusta. Bunch of talent. Yeah, people don't know about Augusta. You. People would know about Savannah before they know about Augusta. You know what I'm saying? This is not my hometown, but this city has been so good to me. And I've been trying to figure out how to do something creatively to kind of, you know, I think the Masters T kind of sparked my inspiration to kind of do that. Yeah. Because, like, so much happened from it. Like, so many people embraced it. So many people liked it. And I really was like, I really want to get other creatives together so we all could just talk. It'd be a big, you know, we just be in there having a discussion. You could link up with who you link up with, exchange information. If y'all want to collab later, yeah. y'all can. If y'all want to, you know, I just want to put everybody in the room and kind of let everybody know, like, we all need to be one big creative hub instead of everybody doing, you know what I'm saying? Cause nah, I, agree. You, 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 People would be good by themselves. I'm not saying nobody can't see success on their own, but as a, as a, as a unit, I think it'll be better for the city and just for the creative culture in the city. Yeah, and then you know you still got some people who are better at certain things, and you and you might be you might could use that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you better at this. Let's just link up and do X, Y, Z. I'm good at this, mm-hmm. but you're better at this. Let's link up. So you got to put your ego to ego to the side. Yeah. Um, but uh, above everything else, networking is just collaboration super important. is yeah. Collaboration is one in, one of the most important things in creativity for me because two heads are better than one. You get what I'm saying? So, like, Lex makes clothes. I make clothes. It's something that I can learn from him, and I'm sure he sat here and soaked up some, you know, some yeah. things. But nice. and, and that's the thing with me. I learn from everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't care if you've been in the game for 10 months. You know what I'm saying? But if it's something I didn't know and I can, you know, learn from it, then I'm all ears. I'm, I'm yeah. really like a sponge with stuff like that. So I'm, I'm hoping I can... L- I'm hoping that people show up, number one, and I'm hoping that people interact because I'm going to give people the opportunity to kind of ask us whatever they want to ask, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, instead of DMing somebody on Instagram or bombarding somebody on, on the internet, you can be right in the space you know, for it right now. there yeah. and, you know, this is what it's for. So yeah. you can ask whoever what you want to ask, hey, where you get that manufactured from for X, Y, Z? Or do you know this? Yada, yada, yada. I just kinda, I want to connect those dots. And um and just let people know like yo we need this is what we need here because other big cities they got they have a creative culture they have a creative hub yeah I'm sure Atlanta has a creative 
hub where it's a lot of people doing some shit. New York, same thing. LA, same thing. So if we do that, I feel like as a city, we'll be able to kind of build so much more here in the city and bring more to the city creatively. Yeah. So, I agree. Like yeah. I said, I'm down for it. We spoke off air about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm with it. I like it. Yeah. More like, details like to it. come. It's going to be soon. So I'm not sure when this will come out, but it'll be happening shortly after this for sure. Um, I, You mentioned something. I didn't want to skip over it, though. Um, mentioned, like, since last time, um, some things have changed. So uh, you had a you had a kid. You had a, you had a son. Got a son. He's three years old. What was that? Like, describe that. Describe fatherhood. Like, <laughs> as, a, as a creative, too, but just as a, as a person. Like, take that side. Like, how's fatherhood for you? Man, um, that's my boy. <laughs> uh, I don't, I didn't, I didn't plan on having no kids. I didn't know. I'm, I'm not, I never was, like, opposed to it, but I had my son pretty late. Um, 29, 28. So, once I had him, I think beforehand I was I was kind of on my, you know, grind, but once I had him it kind of put a different type of hustle in my body. Mm. I was just like, yeah, man, I got I got to grind and make sure he get everything he's destined for, everything that, you know, I never had everything that, you know, to I want to give him the tools that he needs to succeed in whatever he want to succeed in. If he want to go do Whatever. He don't got to be a creative. I mean, I would love if he was, but he doesn't have <laughs> to be a creative. Um, my mom spent a lot of time teaching me a lot of morals and a lot of values. And I just, once I had my son, I was so happy I was able to pass on some of those things to him. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's still young, so, you know. But just, you know, as he grows, I'm just watching so much of myself in him. And um, even my, his mannerism. His mannerism is just like mine. Um it's like I'm watching a mirror. Any you. you <laughs> yeah, go. I'm looking in a mirror. So uh, fatherhood has been good for me, man. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's been really good, man. I I wouldn't choose no other kid in the world. <laughs> that's what's up, bro. That's, yeah. that's dope. That's good to hear. And it's good to see a smiling face. I love when people smile and talk about yeah. their kids. You can tell it. it you know, it's, that's it's, my boy. I was just talking to him before I came in here, but he had to go to sleep. So I had <laughs> to let him up. know, Daddy got to work. We got, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, I'm going to you know, make sure you watch it. <laughs> oh, so... I, I, I've asked Dan every question, but I do want to ask this, like, maybe not so much now, I don't know if you do, but at any point in your time in, in doing design and fashion, would you have considered yourself somewhat a perfectionist or you felt like you was a perfectionist? Yeah, I think I'm a perfectionist with life. And I, I'm glad we didn't do this at my house because you would have seen. <laughs> you would have seen how perfect I am because we did plan to do it at my house, but I didn't want him to have to, bring all this gear and, you know, so, but, uh, I'm, I'm really, I would say a little OCD. Um, I could tell everything has, clean. everything has a place. Uh, but with my work, I just want to make sure I'm putting out the best possible product. Um, because you only, like I said, you only have one time for somebody to, to see that you mm-hmm. lacking in something mm-hmm. and that will ruin your whole reputation. When yeah. I was in the military, man, they praise everything that you do good. They praise everything you do good. You do good, whatever you do good, they praise you. That one time you mess up, all of that good stuff you did, I swear, it's like they just forgot it. <laughs> and any of my military friends watching this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I think I kind of adapted that more because I was already kind of a perfectionist. But I think I've adapted that more to kind of just put out the best thing that I... Whatever it is that I'm working on, I kind of try to put the best possible product out and kind of, you know, build off that because yeah. 
it 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 it'll cause more damage if I you know get hit with you know yeah, if I put out some sense. nonsense yeah, you know what I'm saying sense. then I got to recover from that. But I always say I, I learned something from you like or at least through you um years years ago Jesus so long ago um it was when you did that you had a uh, uh, reckless rebels and you went to do a commercial I came in your house oh, you came in my Apple crib Valley. <laughs> Apple Valley. We shot for like maybe four hours, just all this different stuff. You had a whole, um, you even said the word, you said. Uh, treatment. Treatment. I never <laughs> know what the, the hell that was. I said, what the hell is treatment? I'm reading them. I'm like, cool. We do it. Now we got some good footage. We, we tried, I think I made like four or five different scenarios. I don't think none of it ever came out. But what I learned from that was like, sometimes that's how it be. Mm -hmm. Like you just doing stuff and that's it. You're just going to learn from it. That's it. It's never going to drop. It's mm -hmm. just going to be a learning lesson. You know what I'm saying? And I learned from that like. If you're gonna put some out, just put the best thing out. Yeah. Like it could, if it looked good and that's cool, but you know it's not what you want, don't put it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I never took no offense to it. I always felt like that was like a learning curve for mm -hmm. me. Like, okay, bet. I like that. That's that's it's cool to, to do the work. Sometimes it's gonna be like that, right? Yeah. But you're gonna learn from that more than anything. And, and just, put just it looking out. good is only half the battle. You, you don't wanna part. just look good. You wanna look great. Perfect. Damn man. Not even great. You wanna look perfect. Yeah. Anything you do, you wanna make sure that it's Top level, you get what I'm saying? Because Definitely. it's just, that's just that just helps build your personal brand. That helps build trust with people. If you're providing a service or a product, that helps build trust. Um, so and just be transparent. Like if if it was a situation where you kind of had to, you took a L. Like I I was gonna I was packing up shirts yesterday and I found a couple that wasn't really up to par. So I had to you know do some things. I had to. Push some dates back. I put that out on story. Twitter. I posted it on Twitter. I said, hey, um, you know, I planned on shipping out the shirts and I couldn't because of XYZ. Very transparent. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of L's I'm willing to take because people will respect that more than me sending them some nonsense. Some you know, that's not good. And it's not, it ain't, you know what I'm saying? It didn't pass the, the quality check. And now they're like, oh, Wayne sold me a $60 t shirt and it's it's just, you know, this is nonsense. So maybe the wrong person that say it. Now everybody's saying, I wouldn't buy from him. Exactly. This person so, got this. Say, one bad apple spoiled a whole bunch. <laughs> um, but in closing, I want to ask. So talk about uh, cause the the I don't know if it's like the brand name, but I see a lot of stuff that says simplicity by design, mm -hmm. right? So what what is that for you? What is that? So that that's basically uh just a creative studio I I've created. Um, just trying to separate the clothes from Wayne is reckless from. You know, so in hindsight, I have, I would say, probably three brands. My personal brand, which would be Wayne is Reckless. Mm -hmm. Then Reckless Rebel, which is the clothes. And Simplicity by Design is everything else under under that umbrella. So um, I just separated it just to kind of, because I have different clients with different under different brands. I have different clients from uh, under Reckless Rebels that's different from Simplicity by Design. Yeah. So I just, that was me structuring it you know, as a, as a business more than anything, um, just to kind of have some clarification, Okay. you know, just to clarify, like, this is this, this is this, this is that. I like it though. Cause the go with your reels, like the reels that you, you put out, it's to me, cause I'm seeing the, 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 the edited version and stuff, right. It looks simple, mm -hmm. but I know them shots, not simple. Oh. I'm telling you, you got the shot like over your shoulder and it's zooming in, but it looked perfect. I'm like, Listen, it seemed easy. Crib be looking a mess. <laughs> but it, it's not perfect. I'm going to do it behind the scenes one day. Crib be looking a mess. Soft boxes everywhere. <laughs> stuff everywhere. But but anything to get the shot. Like I said, that's how much I believe in just 
this new content creation journey, I'm actually, I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning myself. I'm learning how to, you know, do different things. I'm learning lighting. I'm learning a lot of things. So, and I'm really interested in it. I like it a lot. So I'm like, yo, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? So, Definitely. and people enjoy it. You know, people enjoy my content and I enjoy that people enjoy what I, you know, because sometimes I'm up editing late. I got to go edit two videos when I leave here. So probably be up a little late, but I mean, I, and I'm not getting paid for none of this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here to show people like, yo, you got to grind. I've been doing this since I was 15 years old and I'm still doing this. It's funny because so, that's where I'll be eight, eight, 18 years, I'm assuming from, from there. Mm -hmm. That's a whole adult. <laughs> that's my graduating high school. That's what I'm you saying. Know, you know what you get. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, education, equivalent education. Mm -hmm. You got that and just yeah. Designing. And I had my highs and my lows, you know. And they come. Sometimes they come, you know, a lot. Sometimes I, you know, every once in a while. So the goal is to, you know, keep it to where you can maintain it. You know what I'm saying? And and hopefully make a living off of it. You know. And, and that go back into also when you, we talk about pricing and stuff too. Like I know somebody might come to you for a service, whatever the case may be, and they want that and the price and whether well, somebody think the price is too high, whatever it can be, but you. You're also paying for like the the amount of time I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not somebody I just woke up yesterday and said, "Hey, y'all, making logos." Yeah, now. you know, you getting and, and, and the, all these years of knowledge. People base that people base what they pay for services off off of a time frame. If you want a logo, you reach out to me. I I get you a draft tomorrow. You say, "Hey, it's that was fast. Why should I pay you X amount of money? Because I've been doing this for 18 years. I know how to do this fast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So don't." Mm. I'm not saying that to be, you know, an asshole or anything, but you paying, just like when you buying into a brand, you paying for the history of that brand. You buying a Gucci sweater for $2,000, you buying the history of Gucci, you buying the brand, you know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. luxury brand. So I, I look at it at the same thing. Like people, you need to, people need to start paying people's worth and people yeah. need to start charging their worth because a lot of people are lowball themselves and don't even realize it. Like, if you know your worth, you need to add 10 to that or times it by 10 because I guarantee you can get that. If you, you know, you got to stand on it though. And I had to turn down clients just because they price range wasn't in my price range and I respect it. And I've had people that, that have come back after a while like, hey, I get it now or I've, I've saved up enough money to kind of, you know, because yeah. some people save up money to kind of, you know, work with me and do things with me. And I don't want to have nobody feeling like, they used their last money and they didn't get the best possible product. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't want nobody to feel like that. So it's good to note that you know you kind of you get what you pay for. Too. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times you get what you pay for. Yeah. So. And it's so easy to kind of outsource this sort of stuff. You can get on Fiverr. You can get on Canva. And no offense to any of those things, but I, I'm I'm a professional at this, so I do professional work. So right. um, I stand behind it. Man, yeah, it's always dope talking. I feel like I learned a lot today, and I feel like people gonna watch this and learn a lot. Just your approach to like what you're doing, and just the craft, the arts in general. Um, like I said, if you watch, I'm, I'll put the first one in here too, because I know you got a lot of history. With the first one kind of <laughs> like went off history based. Mm -hmm. You went off history more than you went off what you was doing. I kind of wanted to change it um, with you because I think what I'm trying to do this year is like I want to interview people like I've been doing, but. I want to show like the world that there's people out here that's actually doing, it's not just Augusta Bay, but they, you know, they got ties here, but they're actually doing stuff, you know? And I mm -hmm. think that's important for people to see because somebody 